Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? Talking with Darren Wall from a couple of killer bands, from the band that he's uh, actually wearing the t-shirt of, Skeletor, and from Greyhawk. Darren, how you doing, man? Doing great, man. All things considered. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm kind of holed up here in the in the um, cave, the bedroom, uh, kind of just doing the nice. whole stay-at-home thing, but you've been deemed essential, my friend. Uh, you are on the job. What is uh, what is this essential task that you provide for the, the world? So I work in just to put it simply, I work in fire safety. So I do building inspections, um, specializing in kitchen fire suppression equipment. Today I was working with the Salvation Army, getting their trucks up and ready to go for our uh, makeshift hospital that's coming in at Shoreline, which will have a thousand beds for people. So, you know, it is, I mean, some of, we do have to isolate, but some of us have to get out there and fight this thing on the front lines. Right. So. Absolutely, man. Dude, that's uh. That's really intense, but how, how did that, how did everything go with the, the Salvation Army today? I saw your post, and that's really incredible that they're going to be using that for a temporary hospital. Yeah, well, this, that truck's going to be feeding our doctors and nurses on the front lines where they're going to have, um, I guess it's going to be set up somewhere in Edmund Shoreline or something like that. And um, yeah, they just had that truck, and it had some fire suppression equipment from like the 90s, so it needed a complete overhaul and update, so... That's what I was doing all morning is just getting that thing up the code and making sure it was safe for um, our people to go out there and, you know, help out and fight the good fight. Absolutely, man. And, um, you know, that's important work. Um, I'm, I'm stoked that, you know, you're, uh, I, I'm not stoked that you have to work. That sucks. But at the same time, like, it's good that there's people like you that are, that are uh, willing to do that and to literally risk your lives at this point. So uh, how are, how are you holding up? I, I I've seen your, uh, your posts about accountability and stuff, uh, about, uh, doing home workouts and whatnot. Um, how are you holding up like mentally? Are you doing okay? Yeah. You know, like everyone, there's good days and bads, right. You know, it, some days are, are just fine. Some days it's really tough. It's tough to not see my bandmates. It's tough not to play bass guitar really loud. It's tough to not go hang out in Georgetown with all my friends and mm-hmm. all that kind of fun stuff. It's tough not to go to gigs. You know, I'm sure you feel the same way about that one. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of making the most of it, you know, looking at this downtime as a time for self-improvement. I mean, I can't go to the gym. I'm a gym junkie. I have to lift weights every day. So getting creative and, you know, making dip stations around the house with, you know, kitchen tables and chairs and whatnot and, you know, improvising. It's kind of fun. Um, it's, it's harder to get motivated at home because, you know, 
all your fun toys are around and you can just get distracted. Whereas the gym is like, you get in, God, I just want to go there, get done, get out as soon as yeah. possible. So it's a little easier to stay focused there. But you know, it's, um, just, just, I, I like to post about it every night just to keep myself accountable then if i don't make a post everyone knows i slacked off yeah man you gotta everyone else will hold you accountable too so exactly that's that's the point and you know maybe just we're all in this together and some people you know i think maybe need to hear some ideas or inspiration and say hey man this isn't the end of all things we can still do a lot of cool stuff even though we're stuck in a weird situation yeah, uh, I would agree, man. And, and, um, what would, uh, what would you suggest your, your like go-to best home workout for anyone that wants to really just let go some of them aggression and just, uh, get a good pump at home. <laughs> so here's the funny thing that I did. Um, I have, I'm a home brewer, so oh, that's awesome. um, I have kegs at home. So I've been filling the kegs up with water and um, just using those as barbells, dumbbells, and just throwing them around and, you know, everything short of a keg toss in the backyard I've been doing, but I've been using them for overhead presses, bicep curls, squats, deadlifts, whatever, you know, just if I want to do a heavy deadlift, I'll just grab four of them at a time and just go for it. So that's kind of the most creative thing I've done uh, so far to get, get through, but just use what you have, you know, look around you. If there's if you have two chairs that's a dip station if you have two chairs and some form of like a shovel or something that could be a pull-up bar you know you can you just gotta make do with what you got yeah absolutely man get creative get necessity breeds creativity is what i've been saying this week um but i mean we're kind of burying the lead here dude you guys got a big announcement today uh on the Greyhawk officially uh you guys are going to be on fighter records out of spain um keepers of the flame is your new album you guys announced it um you debuted a track today right yes we did it's a one called don't wait for the wizard it's kind of a how to describe it it's just old school metal it's really fun it's really positive it's kind of like i, I showed it to jason from skeletor and he was like is this a striker song and i was like hey that's a huge compliment because yeah for us <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, so yeah, we, we put that out today and people have been pretty stoked so far. That's really cool, man. And, and how long has the, um, how long have you had to keep this information like kind of at bay and keep it to yourselves like a secret? Well, the, the signing happened in January, I want to say. Nice. Um, we finished up, we started recording, this album went pretty quick, actually. We finished recording, we started recording in October, finished up in December. I started shopping at late December. Um, we had a few offers, um, a lot of rejections cause that's the way it always goes. Yeah. You know, a million people are going to say, no, you just need one person to say yes. Mm -hmm. And you know, the guy, Dave, uh, from fighter who also runs a label, a death metal label called extreme music out of Spain too, uh, who put out a lot of really cool albums. They were called, um, repulsed records in the nineties. Cool. And they put out like, I remember them cause they put out the first couple beats of flesh records way back in the day um hell yeah so he was the, just the most enthusiastic about it you know he's like this album rules i want to put it out i don't want to play around with negotiations we'll do cd we'll do vinyl we'll do all this fun stuff and like let's just make a record guys so we were like yeah all right and, and he just seemed sometimes you just want someone in your corner that really likes what you do 
more than anything. Yeah. So we believe in him and he's, he's in a couple metal bands himself, you know, so we trust him. He's a musician as well. He's not out to make our money. So I think it's going to be awesome. Ah, oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's cool to have somebody that's kind of like on your level and is a artist. It's, it's, that's neat, man. That's cool. Yeah. He has an, he has definitely has a different perspective than some label guys I've met before and worked with. Cause he just, he, he knows what he wants, which is, going to be similar to what other people who are in his position want right so it, it's really cool and having all those years of experience too he's been doing it since like 1993 or something so oh that's awesome wow damn dude that's been a long time coming um so you're the new single is out now um and uh are you cool with me attaching it to the end of this little interview here yes please do all right man so stay tuned to the end of the interview i'm going to attach that and uh you know what don't sue me because i got the permission right here this is a binding contract what are you drinking by the way is that your home this brew is, i don't think it is no this is a cosmic waves ipa from silver city good local stuff oh from bremerton yeah exactly yeah for sure they're great they do they make great beer and it's this one of the things i like in a brewery is that when they make a good affordable product that's readily available. I mean, lots of breweries make the super fancy stuff and that's cool mm -hmm. too, but you know, I, I don't want to line up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday to buy it or it's sold out. <laughs> so right. if I can get it and it's delicious and it's at the grocery store, I'm good. So you're a beer aficionado, but you're not a beer snob. Correct. I'll drink, we, we drink Tecate light in band practice, so whatever. Cool. <laughs> Uh, so let's get a little bit, uh, a history of you, man. Let's get some, uh, let's go back to the journey of how little Darren got into metal. Uh, what was, oh, what was kind of like your light bulb moment, dude? Like when did you, and you know, I'm assuming you probably didn't start, you know, out of the womb listening to hammer smash face. Uh, what was, uh, what was the kind of like the, the spotlight? Like when, when did you wake up to underground music? Oh, well, there's a couple of key moments I can pinpoint. And it's one of them was when I was six years old. And I'm from Canada originally. So yeah. we were watching um, a music video show. Our, it was called Video Hits up there and back in the day on the CBC. And the video for I Love It Loud by Kiss came on. Nice. And I was like, man, that wasn't like anything I'd ever seen. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So... I loved Kiss from a very, very early age. And from there, I got into hard rock, like ACDC and all that stuff. And then the next one was uh, in high school, I had five, I'd saved all my money. I'd worked all summer and I saved up enough money for a five disc CD changer, uh -oh. uh, dual cassette and FM radio stereo unit, right? Like, which was the, you know, the ducks nuts back in the day. Oh my God. So yeah. I had all this money and, yeah. And I was like, and I had no more money for CDs, but my dad was really proud. He said, here, have some money, go down to the record store, buy a couple CDs. So I knew I was going to buy an ACDC album. So I got picked one of, I picked one of those up. I don't remember which one, but the guy at the record store was like, Hey man, you like metal? Why don't you just pick something out of the metal section you've never heard before? Take a chance on something. And that's always bought, good. Yeah. I don't know why I bought it. I don't there's no particular reason or background, but I bought um, Black Sabbath's We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll, the greatest hits thing. I don't know why, I just bought it. And then on the way home, I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, why did I buy this? This is stupid. I should have bought another ACDC record or something. I'm just going to play this once and probably put it away and that'll be that. So I 
hit the random play button, it lands right on Iron Man. Yes. And my brain melted. Like, yeah. It was just, my jaw was on the floor. I didn't know you could make music like that. And it's what I was looking for. I didn't know I was looking for it, but I was so obsessed with that riff that, because I had a walk, you couldn't, there's no disciplines back then. I had a Walkman. So I dubbed a tape that was Iron Man on side A all the way through and Iron Man on side B all the way through so I could walk <laughs> yes. around at school and just listen to that song on repeat and just have my mind blown over and over and over again. And then from there it was on to war pigs, then fairies wear boots and, you know, NIB and on and on and on one song at a time. It took me a year to get through that album. I was just flabbergasted by, by how it sounded. Wow. So Dude. that was kind of my intro to that. And then, you know, Pantera kind of taught me more about extreme, extreme music that music could sound harsh and, awesome at the same time you know hell yeah dude there it is <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it, it taught me that you know you you could music could be really aggressive like really aggressive yeah which then leads to slayer which then leads into morbid angel and the death metal and black metal and then kind of comes full circle back to getting into more melodic stuff like i yeah. didn't get into kind of maiden and priest until later but then that led into power metal and just liking everything you know well, uh, I saw you at the Ross the Boss show getting your Man of War vinyl signed by Ross the Boss, man. That yeah. must have been a pretty cool moment, like opening for Ross the Boss, right? Oh, dude, it was full circle because, you know, in 2019, me and uh, Jason from Skeletor went to Germany to see Man of War. That's awesome. So we went over there and saw them, and of course, Ross isn't playing with them no more. And then to come back here and be able to open with them, not just in Seattle, but in Vancouver, BC as well, two nights in a row. And just to hear him play some of those old classics, like I never thought I'd hear Bridge of Death live, like by a man of war or anyone else, but they so played good. it. And yeah, it was his band was amazing too, man. Like yeah, that, that bass is that the bassist from Symphony X or something he had, I think. I couldn't tell you, but I wouldn't cool. be surprised. He was phenomenal. He was absolutely phenomenal. And his singer was great. And yeah, I was really blown away by it. That's awesome, man. So you said you originally grew up in Canada. Oh, what province? Mm -hmm. um, British Columbia. And what um, brought you to Seattle? Uh, marriage. I met oh. um, my wife um, in 2015, and we dated long distance across the border for a while, and then decided, well, you know, we either got to kind of put up or shut up because <laughs> we're going to have to live in the same city eventually. And yep. I was really falling in love with Seattle, you know, I love Canada and I miss a lot of things about it, but I really fell in love with the city when I was coming down here, you know, with the music scene and uh, the beer scene, the food scene, and just how everyone's just really cool. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big neighborhood guy. So hanging out in, in Georgetown, the South end really struck a chord with me. You know, it's, I love the vibe down there, you know, and Seattle's just a great place to be. So Georgetown, that's your neighborhood, huh? Yes, sir. Right on, man. Uh, best place to eat in Georgetown. What would you say? Ooh, it's a lot. Um, so I'd say that the two best, the best place to eat is Fonda La Catrina, I think. They're Mexican. That food is amazing. And we don't have Mexican food in Canada, right? So like, oh, okay. people tell me that it's like, we don't have Mexican food in Seattle. I'm like, man, you don't know what not having Mexican food's all about. Go north of the border. <laughs> Nothing. There's the odd taco time up there. That's about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's that, and the best places to drink are full throttle bottles in the nine pound man. It's a great, great neighborhood. 
That's awesome, man. Well, uh, you are, are a busy dude. Um, not only do you have a, a pretty intense day job, but you also are about to release the Greyhawk record. Tell me a little bit about, um, so last year Skeletor, you guys finally released cyber metal, which is a kick-ass record. Um, how long how, uh, were you guys working on that one? Oh God, that was a while. I mean, Skeletor, when I joined them, were kind of doing the rotating door of basis. They had sure. a couple guys in and out and they've been writing that album since, um, since Ra was in the band. So that was two bases to go. I mean, they've been Ra's my upstairs songs. neighbor. He lives right there. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Ra's a great guy. Hi Ra. <laughs> but he, um, he, they were right. writing that and he was still in the band, which was mm-hmm. a couple of years by the time I joined. And, you know, it, they've just been going at it for a long time. So when I joined, it was kind of like, okay, we got to put our heads down and get this thing out there. Cause you know, at that point it had been three years since King of Fear. So we really had to buckle down and, you know, it's an interesting thing when a band has songs have been sitting around for that long, you know, and me coming in, they're new for me and but they're not for those guys. So they're kind of like, Oh, we just got to get this done. But in the end, everyone really rallied. And I think we did a really good job of recording that one. The enthusiasm on it is really good. The energy is really good. And I'm hella proud of that record, man. I think it's great. Dude, it's a kick-ass record. Uh, I actually need to dig in a little bit more. I, now that I have some more time and I'm not just like focused on my day job, I have more time to revisit some killer records from last year. I think I need to do that. So um, Yeah, for sure. There's, there's some I need to dig into as well. Yeah, what have you been digging, man? I know uh, you stay, you know, uh, relatively up to date with new stuff, I, I, I would assume. Like, what, what are some bands that you've been digging? What's on your playlist, uh, you know, for the last couple, a couple weeks or months? Really wicked Doom records that have come out. Um, the last Crypt Sermon record was awesome, man. It was like really old school Candle Mass style Doom done really What was the band? Well. Uh, Crypt Sermon. Oh, yeah, that's a killer record, man. That's a yeah, killer record. That one's really good. Um, there's a band I got into um, recently called Smolder. They're from Canada. And okay, I've a, heard the name. EP as well. Uh, yeah, they're really good. It's another Doom band. Um, and oh god, um, this is killing me because the name's the name's slipping my mind. Uh, it'll come back to me. But there's another uh, Doomier band from Idaho, from um, from Boise that I heard recently, and they have a really interesting take. Um, on 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 the genre it's a little more melodic a little more atmospheric but um mm-hmm. the name will come to me it's on the tip of my tongue <laughs> just we'll come back we'll circle we'll back to that. that a couple of questions i'll be like hey that band is called <laughs> so uh something else you've been doing to uh with all your downtime is you've been watching wrestlemanias uh are you doing the full oh, yeah, like dude. rewatch because you you start with wrestlemania one wrestlemania two wrestlemania three are you just gonna go all the way up through it yeah, I'm on five now, man. I'm partway through five. Uh, it's been really interesting revisiting those old school matches, man, because they're short. You know, yeah. Back in the day, everything was all about, it was the spectacle, right? It was the big man, you know? Mm-hmm. They had a lot of, like, th- three-minute matches, possibly because these guys were so huge, they blow up after two and a half. Oh, minutes. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but it was, um, you know, it, but it was interesting. Like, they, they put a lot more time into developing personas and characters like yep. you know wrestlemania one king kong bundy came out and he wrestled special delivery jones and squashed him in like yep. a minute and a half right and it's like the next yeah. then the next year he's in the main event against hogan right so they were already building him for them 
for that spot against Hogan a year prior at WrestleMania. Isn't that and crazy? It seems like they don't really do that anymore. They just kind of jump storylines jump around a lot. Oh yeah. Well, my question so, for you is really, yeah. Are you going to be watching WrestleMania 36 with no audience this Saturday and Sunday live from the WWE Performance Center? Empty. So we've heard of the Attitude Era and the Golden Era. Now it's the Empty Arena Era. The Empty Era, yeah. I, I'm definitely not going to miss that. I'm super intrigued. Right? Um, I mean, I'm going to be here anyway, but I'm, I'm super intrigued as to what's that going to be like. Because, you know, the, the Raws and Smackdowns with it Empty have been... I think AEW has done a bit of a better job with the empty arena. I would I agree. Say. Like they have, they have some, some of the guys are on ringside and they've kind of turned it into a bit of a party with the other wrestlers out there mm-hmm. and stuff. But I think they've done, and the other guys have done a better job with it. Maybe because it's in a bigger arena and it has kind of that open air feeling too. Oh yeah. The WWE is that some of the guys have done well with it. Um, some of them really struggle, you know, like I watched um, that promo Kevin Owens cut the other week. He was, having a real hard time with the crowd not being there. Yeah. Um, and I totally get that. Playing a show to six people is a lot harder than playing it to 600. So I totally get where they're coming from. But it, it, it's an interesting experiment. And it kind of like, I think the guys that have gone through NXT are going to do okay because they've probably had to do that a lot before. In their training. Indie crowds and so stuff. So they probably had to cut. Yeah, they've had to come out and cut promos to that empty room before. So, um they're probably going to do okay, but the, the guys that haven't, I mean, they're probably going to have a bit of a hard time. Well, the the thing that happened today is uh, Roman Reigns isn't going to be in the in the match anymore, so it's going to be Goldberg versus to be determined. Uh, Roman Reigns mm-hmm. is out of the match. He did not feel comfortable. Uh, as you're familiar, he uh, did. Uh, I'm I'm sure you're familiar. He had leukemia and uh, he beat leukemia, but because of that, he's immunocompromised um, wrestling during this time with a, that kind of immune system is not a, probably a very smart thing to do. And he didn't feel comfortable. So we'll see who Goldberg faces. Maybe it'll be Goldberg versus Gilberg. Maybe. I mean, he's definitely too old now, but I mean, Brad Hart had some not nice things to say about Goldberg on Steve Austin's podcast the other day. So um, he basically said, for that, did you see that? I haven't the, seen that yet. Called Broken Skull Sessions. Oh, he basically said for that guy to be in the Hall of Fame after he injured so many people is a straight up disgrace. Oh my so God. He had some real, real not nice things to say about him. So I don't know, maybe Brett's coming out of retirement. For oh my match. God. Can you imagine? Holy crap. That would be Brett Har- <laughs> Somebody would get hurt. Brett Harvard's Goldberg. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> what, what are your, uh, what's your, uh, your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, then? My top four? Yeah. Oh, well, being Canadian, I have to put Brett up there for sure. Okay. And um, I'll actually put Owen up there as well because he was always one of, he was always one of my favorites growing up, and I thought mm-hmm. Owen was an amazing technical wrestler who never really got his due. Um, I put Steamboat up there. Yeah. Um, and then, mm, let's see. That's a tough call. I, mean, I guess you got to put Flair up there too. For me, in my top floor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then going along with I mean, that. That was always a. I'm sorry, but what was that? Go ahead. 
Oh, uh, going along with that theme of, uh, of Mount Rushmore top four and whatnot. Um, what's your, uh, what's your big four Mount Rushmore doom metal bands. Doom bands. Okay. Hmm. Cathedral. Nice. Put up there. Trouble. Yeah. Um, Camel mass. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I don't, I don't, a lot of people will say Black Sabbath. I don't think Black Sabbath is a doom band. They have that element to their music. They definitely, in, all the doom bands are ripping them off, but I wouldn't put Sabbath up there as a doom band. Um, let's see, one more. Um, what did I say? I said Cathedral, Trouble, Candlemas, uh, Crowbar. Nice. And then your big four or your uh, your Mount Rushmore of power metal bands. Well, well, Halloween's got to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, Gamma Ray. That's another one. You know, the Germans are really good at power metal, so yeah. I got to put them up there as well. Um, for me, Hammerfall goes up there too. I think that one of the cool things Hammerfall did was really like refine power metal make it a little choppier, um, a little more accessible, which to me is a good thing. And that's yeah. a little more meat to the riffs, not as light and fluffy as I, I don't like the real, a lot of my friends love Rhapsody. I, I just can't do it. Um, no, Sonata Arctica for you. Uh, I, I like Sonata. Um, you know, it's uh, we, my old band in Canada played a few shows with them, but okay. not, I wouldn't say they're in my top for power metal. Um, uh, so Halloween, Gamma Ray, Hammerfall, mm. Age of Steel was another one. Another one my four. Yeah. Nice, dude. Um, the guy lost uh, his marbles. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you, we were talking a little bit about uh, home workouts and stuff, and 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 you're ripped as hell. You're a big dude. You're buff as as all hell. Uh, what's uh what brought you down that uh, that that world of 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 lifting and and you know really strength training? Um, so I kind of in my in my twenties, you know, you're in your twenties, you can kind of eat and drink what you want and doesn't really matter uh <laughs> kind of that, that kind of thing and i was working in kitchens a lot and you know drinking a lot of a lot of soda and you know not really eating right and one day i just kind of looked in the mirror and i was like man that, that doesn't cut it you know i was always an athlete in high school and always was like you know really athletic and i was like oh, i don't like this so i started um you know just exercising and you know, started really enjoy, just making it a part of, I've never enjoyed it. People are always like, you must love working out, man. I hate it. <laughs> Believe me, if I can get shredded sitting on the couch, drinking whiskey and listening to the records and eating chicken wings, damn right. I'd be doing that every day, <laughs> but you know, you, you gotta go sweat it out and you gotta yeah. like, you gotta eat the stuff that doesn't taste so good all the time. Right. So, um, you know, I started doing that and I started to get, I started to get really serious a couple of years ago. And then, um, just this year, um, you know, I, I always was able to get like big, but never able to get ripped and get that look I wanted to get. Yeah. Um, so I decided to seek some help. And I asked a buddy of mine, uh, his name is Marco. He's a, he played in uh, a couple of really awesome bands from Canada. He played in Blasphemy, played in a band called Tyrant's Blood, and another band called Witch's Hammer. Very um, cool. And he is like, he's, I think he's in his 40s or 50s, and he looks like Superman. Like he is just, it looks like a great god. So I said, hey man, 
you know, he's, and he's a personal trainer too. So I said, Hey man, tell me, this is what I'm doing. Tell me how I can do this better. So he just gave me a few tips on, you know, how to lift, um, how to plan my routine, how to eat a little better. And, you know, he, within about four, two, three months, people were like, dude, what have you been doing? Like, it's starting to see some serious results here. I was like, well, you know, sometimes you just got to reach out and ask somebody who really knows what's up, you know, like that's you know, if, for me, like it's like with guitar or bass or any kind of instrument. Sometimes even if you have a really good practice regime and you're really dedicated, you can do the really reinforce the wrong thing. So if someone giving you a little bit of advice goes a long way. Dude, uh, that's cool, man. It's I, I certainly like to lift, but I am nowhere near as jacked as you are, and I haven't in a little while because gyms are not a safe place to go right now, so I should probably take you up on some of those home workout tips. Please, um, let me know. I know I'm definitely happy to share, but yeah, I do, miss going to, I do miss going to the gym just for the fact that it's, you know, I just, I like the, it keeps me motivated, it keeps me focused, but homework, half the battle with home workouts is just, actually getting off your couch and getting down to your basement or your kitchen or backyard and, and doing it. That's the whole battle. So, um, obviously, you know, you, there's no way of, uh, there's no way of seeing what's the end of all of this, like how, like what, what's the end, right? We don't know. That's the, 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 the big thing is like, when, who knows it's everything's unsure in your opinion, what, in the world will change due to the times that we're currently living in is there will there be changes in our in our behavior will there be changes in the way we treat each other will be there will obviously be changes in probably econ economy for the uh, years to come what's going to change when we uh, see the other side of this i think a lot is going to change i mean short term i i think in the short term as far as people saying when is this going to end what's going to happen i just think we're in for a really weird it's going to be a strange year. I think we've hit the, this is the most locked down we're going to be. I don't think we're going to be locked down like this all year, but I definitely think that we're going to have a modified lifestyle through the rest of the year. I mean, that just is, and, and at the very least until we have a reliable vaccine where we can immunize people and, and, and stop this stuff from happening. I think that we're looking at living different lives a little bit. Um, but as far as long-term effects, I mean, one thing that this has shown is that we are not ready for something like this and we really should be because if you think about, you know, a pandemic, a disease that's spreading really quickly via the air, via human contact or whatever, the obvious solution is to distance yourself, right? I mean, it's simple logic. That's how we figured that out. Um, but we have no real plan in place for that. We have no real plan for the economic fallouts. We have no contingencies in place. Our politicians are doing the best they can, but they're making this up as they go. And in what we should It's all have, patchwork, should, right? Yeah. We should have a plan. Oh, we see something breaking out like this. It's not the first time it's happened in history. It's like the 50th. We should have a plan where it's like, this is step one, two, three, four, five, six. We lock stuff down. This is the reserve fund for the economy to deal with people being out of work. We freeze mortgage, we freeze rent, we do what we got to do to beat this thing. And it should be ready to roll out. And I think if we had policy and plans and stuff ready to roll out for something like this, people would be a lot less freaked out because we're 
We're just doing the plan. Now we're like, oh man, we're just doing this. Um, so I think it's going to change the way we govern in, in that respect. We're going to hopefully start to prepare a little more. I think it's going to make, you know, we've seen the trend um, socially. We've seen social distancing is the term we're using, but people have been becoming more socially distant for years yep. due for different reasons, due to technology, due to um, traffic, due to, you know, people moving out of the city due to whatever, um, working more hours. But I think that this is when realize how much they actually miss each other. And I think we're going to see people getting out to things more because you don't really, it's like the old Cinderella song. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Right. I mean, I think people didn't realize that, um, all these great things we had, we took it for granted and now they're not there no more. And, you know, maybe I don't see my friend down in federal much, but now I can't. And that really sucks. And I really should have. Right. So I, I hopefully, it's going to bring people together a little bit more. I think. Uh, what know, are, what are, what are five things you're thankful for today, man? Uh, thankful for, you know, just still being here. I'm thankful for, um, you know, that I live, I live with an awesome person. Um, you know, I get to still wake up and see her every morning, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm personally, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm also scared, but I'm thankful that I'm in a position where I can get out there and go on the front lines and help fight this thing. You know, that's something I am thankful for. I'd rather, I'm the kind of person where if there's something in danger, I'd rather, I'd rather me do it than someone else, yeah. you know? So um, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for technology. I'm really thankful that we live in the age of social media. People were passionate. It's, I've always enjoyed social media. I know it comes with some downsides and people get annoyed by it, but I think it's only, one of the only things keeping us sane and keeping us together right now. I'm grateful for, you know, we can do stuff like this. And this is how yeah. fun. Like this makes, this made my Thursday night fun rather than, yeah. you know, sitting on the couch, like staring at the wall. You know, this is now something that was three to look forward to all day. And I'm thankful that um, there's lots of, that, Again, for technology, I'm thankful that lots of bands can still release awesome music. You know, we can still get tunes out there and provide uh, some enjoyment for people. Hey, man, that's that's a good point, dude. And and there's so many people that just need uh, a little bit of distraction, dude. We're all, and that's the thing is is we're all we're all a little fed up, and we're all a little confused, and we're all a little raw and uh and uh scared and whatnot so it's uh important for us to stay together and to to be connected uh and whether it's uh you know via online or just uh you know text your friends text your parents you know it's important for us to be apart but still together in this trying time um dude i appreciate you you getting on this new zoom app that we i downloaded we were we were on here for like 15 minutes trying to figure it out i feel like we're uh we're we're uh, kind of like boomers trying to figure out the kids' technology, right? Well, I guess I'm I'm pretty much forty, so I'm just about a boomer. I'm boomer esque. Boomer esque, I like it. Uh, so, Darren, dude, do you have any uh, words for Seattle audience or or the metal world uh, before we jump into uh, the new song? Yeah, um, you know, this is uh, an album that we've written, been writing over the past year. It's an album. Um, where the lyrics are, are very, very positive. Um, and this is going to be a good album for a lot of people to listen to at this time. And like the name Keepers of the Flame, like the flame is like the flame of humanity. It's that 
life force that is burning in all of us and it keeps us all alive. And, you know, as long as that flame's burning, like we're still going to be here no matter what, we're going to beat this thing and we're going to come out better on the other side. Um, we're going to be a few less, but we're going to be stronger for it. So this album is going to be, I hope this album for everybody is kind of a, a beacon of light in some dark times. Um, and I hope, I just hope that you guys enjoy it because we've put a lot of, a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of in, in everything you hear on that record, man, we mean it. So, um, we, we just really hope you guys like it. Dude, I appreciate it, man. And what's this song called one more time? I'm going to let you introduce it. As our singer Rev would say in his voice, the song is called Don't Wait for the Wizard.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.